Welcome back, everybody, to another episode, episode 100 of the Buko Boys. What? 100? It's 100. We're 100 years old. 100 years old today. <laughs> 100 episodes old. Oh, this is uh, exciting. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice we're in different, uh, you don't see the normal Buko Boys banner behind us. We are on location. We are at one of the hottest, newest restaurants in Utah, Del Barrio Cafe. Uh, and why we're doing that here is because we have the owner that will be joining us at the end, and uh, this is gonna be, that's going to be exciting. So, uh, so stay tuned to the end for that. But you know, we're excited to have episode 100. If you've been on the whole ride with us, we thank you so much. This has been a blast for us. This it actually in 2018. Yeah, in fact, our, our first episode. I was just kind of looking here. It was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. It was April, or sorry, August 21st. 2018 was our first published episode 2018 so almost four years almost four years three and a half years ago we started this podcast and it was the brainchild of dale this is dale's brainchild so <clears throat> so me dvo i started <clears throat> i started my own podcast <clears throat> the dvo show <clears throat> excuse me and i was just going to interview local um entrepreneurs and also just kind of kind of speak my mind and Dale said, hey, I mean, that's good and all. That's, that's really cool. But what if we do a, a podcast where we talk about the fun, fun things that we like to do? You know, all the fun stuff that we enjoy doing. Why don't we do that? And so this kind of started soon after my podcast um, from Dale's idea. And and it was, it was was it's been a blast to kind of speak our mind and give our thoughts out there and talk about all the fun shenanigans we get into. Uh, in our first five episodes, we were called the Smash Brothers, if you remember. Right, because that's kind of like a, like just joking around. I mean, yeah. We're, we're bigger than your average brothers. And we smash. <laughs> smash real good. So, uh, so we did our first five episodes that way, but we, we did find out it was hard for people to find us just because... There's the, a video game. Yeah, the whole Nintendo really and, screwed that up. Yeah, so it was kind of... Uh, it was kind of yeah. It was too much going on with that, so we had to change the name up, and we thought of something good, and we stuck with it, and uh, now here we are moving things again. Yes, yeah, we're gonna make some changes again. We'll talk about that in a second. But I just thought, all right, Buco Boys, who, who are the Buco Boys? What are the Buco Boys? So if you're not sure, Buco is the Filipino word for a young coconut. Um, we're gonna stay young forever. Yeah, look at us. <laughs> we still look like we're twenty. <laughs> I am. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so kind of we just kind of went with that. Um, we are kind of you know we are half Filipino. So if you're if you're wondering why our, our skin complexion is so beautiful, that's why. But you know who are the Buko boys? So Dill, who who are you? Um, okay, I'm Dale Van Otten. Uh, I'm a, a local business owner here in Utah. Um, podcaster. Yes. A fan of the paranormal. Uh huh. Fan of movies fan of food um i have a daughter who is a senior in high school um i, I you know I, i'm into fishing I, as you know i fish all the time um what other things do i do besides that uh, anything on the water really but i mean that's just a quick breakdown like skinny dipping skinny dipping <laughs> chubby chubby dipping <laughs> And so I'm Derek Van Otten, brother of Dale, son of Gregory. And <laughs> um, so I, since high school, I've been known as DVO. It was just a nickname that was given to me in high school uh, over 20 years ago, and it's stuck. Everyone, everyone that knows me calls me DVO. Uh, obviously, it's my initials. And 
like Dale here, I have a very a lot of the same interests, which is why we started the podcast. Interested in movies, the paranormal, fun activities, food. Uh, also, other things that I like to do, I like I like to go shoot guns this is, uh, and uh, golfing. Those are a couple of my hobbies that I like to enjoy. And motorcycle riding. I'm, in fact, I just rode my motorcycle today to get down here. And then I've, I'm, I'm married to my wife, Etna. We've been married. Come up, this come up will be nine years. This this uh, hold on, I'll get it. May <laughs> this May will be nine years. We've been married. Uh, we've got two kids. Our oldest, uh, her name is Kate. Is she's just turned eighteen? She's a senior in high school as well. And then our youngest, she's she's just, uh, about two and a half now. She'll be three this summer. And uh, it's just been a blast. So another thing I like to do is family stuff. And we like to travel as well. We specifically San Diego. We're big fans of mm-hmm. San which Diego. Which we recorded from? Which we recorded from? Which I don't know if you're coming, but we're going at the end of the summer as well to San Diego. So it's going to be a blast. So what's different? What's what's what are we what are we doing differently? Because this episode 100, we have a big announcement we're making. All right. So this. This time around on Buka Boys 3.0. <laughs> Buka Boys 3.0. <laughs> right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to focus more on the local things. We so, love Utah. Right. So we need more of a direction because we are scattered all over, which, you know, we've kind of branched off and started another podcast, which we've kind of put all our paranormal stuff towards that direction. Because when we first started, there was a lot of paranormal stuff going on on this podcast. Um, and... We decided let's join up with our other buddy, Beaker. Tim. We have Beaker, yeah. and because uh, he was leaving the podcast he was on, and we decided just merge, make a whole new podcast dedicated just to paranormal, and so we kind of have that set aside for that, and so we took that away from this show. Which is, and if you're looking for that, if you're if you're still interested in the paranormal, want to hear our stories and our topics, that is EVP podcast. So EVP. If you know, if you kind of have an idea of the paranormal, EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. So if you like catch voices on devices and you kind of replay those, we've, we've, which we've done. But that's on this not what podcast. our podcast means. No, <laughs> our, ours is actually that's our name, our team name, uh, Energy Visions and the Paranormal. So we're an investiga- investigative group. We investigate the paranormal. People call us to go investigate their homes or buildings. Um, and then we just do random ghost adventuring hunts. On our own. On our own. And so we'll put that all in that podcast, EVP podcast, if you want to go check all the paranormal out. Um, so we're doing that, uh, you know, doing it that way, as well as um, we're going to be hi- uh, showcasing more like local restaurants, like what we're doing today, um, local events, um, uh, expos. Uh, we'll still talk about movies. We'll do like special episodes just on movie breakdowns. Yeah, if you didn't shows. if you didn't catch that, we actually released an episode called The Batman, and that was just our review and a deep dive into the movie. Spoilers to, and everything. Spoilers and everything. So you know those will be separate. Those will be separate things that we'll just kind of add in there as just kind of bonuses for you guys to listen to. It won't be in part of our of our normal weekly podcast. And just be random. Yeah, stuff, stuff that we enjoy, movies that we like, and things that we want to talk about. Yeah, so it'll be separate. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about things specifically to Utah. We might have like today we have you know we have a local business owner on. Uh, we want to spotlight businesses and restaurants and and just activities that you can't find anywhere else besides here in Utah. We're gonna be your your one stop Utah podcast for the fun stuff. Yeah, because I mean we know what's cool around here. <laughs> <laughs> we know all the cool stuff. We're locals. <laughs> And, and then we're going to talk about, like, local news yeah, and things we'll that kind of affect us yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, things that uh, – funny things in the news, important things in the news, 
Uh, but things, you know, local here, just in Utah, we won't do, like, national stuff unless it's, you know, war or <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as it affects us, we'll talk yeah. about it. So the, actually, the first thing we're going to talk about is this story coming out of Nephi, Utah. kind of found it a little amusing. Uh, this is the headline from, from a local news outlet. The headline is, Utah man arrested after apparent hit list of co-workers found on his desk. What a maroon. And then after this guy gets busted, he starts telling the cops that, oh, no, no, I just wrote this as if what to do in case... Somebody started There's a mass shooting. Now, I don't know the name of the business, but this guy, he's 56-year-old Kevin Michael German out of Nephi, out in Juab County. And apparently, he's been acting a little suspicious at work. Flying drones around uh, above the building. Yeah, flying drones around your work building, okay? And so the manager's like, he's been acting kind of funny. He took a day off, and we want to investigate. So this note on his desk. Yeah, so he's writing this note during work hours and leaving it at his desk area with like a, a hit list of 14 people yeah and uh like direct like uh how to jam phone lines yes like cell phone blockers cell phone blocking uh, so they can't internet blocking call for help yes. and if help does arrive how he will snipe the police officers that show up which explains why he's flying drones around the building yeah, to kind of see the layout of how things Yeah, work. where's my spot? Get an aerial eye view of this. So, this is, this is nuts. Yeah, so for they got access to this. They went to his house this past Thursday and arrested him. He didn't resist, but like you were just saying, he was like, no, this was, this was my plan in case there was a mass shooting. But he had listed, like, he has people's names on here that he works and with. And the four guns that he's going to use. And he owns those guns. Yes. <laughs> so why... Yeah, this guy's full of shit. Yes, um, I know a guy that I used to work with. Uh huh. And he legit call him out. What's his name? Just kidding. No, don't okay. do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's just call him Rob. Okay. And he works for it. It sounds like just kidding. No, don't do that. So, anyways, this dude was—he wasn't all there either. Okay, mentally, you're saying yeah, he was—he seriously wanted to kill people. Oh, jeez. Like, he, I mean, he was one of these. People that was just always had a bad day. All right. Um, everything puts them in the mood. Yes. And like I know those first, people trying to be friendly with the guy. Like I know I know how his like you know what the, what people say about him and the vibe he gives off. But yeah. you know you're trying to just still be friendly with the guy because you, you know right away you get this vibe that this dude's gonna kill everybody one day. <laughs> He's so, just gonna snap yeah. any moment. And like I remember there was a, a Dane Cook comedy special one time where he talked about stuff like this okay and he was talking about the co-worker the crazy co-worker that's gonna shoot up the place uh-huh and so he was like yeah i give that guy you know a candy bar every now and then just give <laughs> right. him a candy bar. you, you want to be the, the one that he lets go right yeah, so when he's just cocking and blasting people and he gets to your cubicle he's like thanks for the snickers and then <laughs> <laughs> he keeps going i remember that now i remember that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i mean i'm trying to be friendly with the guy yeah um, you won't be shot <laughs> yeah and then i end up having to be you know work with the guy like me and him are going to be co-working every day okay and so we start off you know being pretty friendly or whatever uh -huh. and then yeah just slowly he just starts his negativity, you know what I mean? And then he starts feeding off to you. It, not to oh, me, okay. not to where I start giving off, but just uh, to where I just don't even want to say hi to the guy. Gotcha, anymore. gotcha, gotcha. Because like you try to say hi to him in the morning, and he just 
and just walks right past you. Nah, I'm like, with you. Well, go suck a bag of dicks then. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be that grumpy all damn day. <laughs> I, guess um, I guess I'm getting shot, I guess. He, he would actually talk about some crazy shit, though. Like, talk about, like, uh, sniping people on their way into work and shit like that. What? Yeah, and, and had... I'm not going to say for sure or not, cause I, but I remember something about him having a list or something that he <sighs> talked about. Whoa. But I was just like, dude... I hope you're kidding. Just, I don't, I wish I didn't hear that. <laughs> All right. But he would laugh. I'm like, oh, you know, just acting so like. So just kidding. And I know he would be like obsessive over like certain women that he would start talking to. It would be kind of creepy. That's th- those are all red flags right yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like there's a lot of this weirdness, a lot of weirdos out there yeah. just want to kill everybody. And I get you have those days where you feel like you're right, you think it in your head, but you you have zero intentions of even acting anything remotely out like it. But this guy actually has some plans here. He has details of, okay, here's the 14 yeah, those people. Are, that's a lot of details. This, this is how I'm going to do it. Someone, I'm going to jam everything, but just in case someone hears the gunfire and starts calling police, I know where to go to get the police when they show up. Like, this was very detailed. So, yeah, let's lock this guy up. I bet you if the guy that I'm talking about reads the story, he'll, he'll be like... Jamming cell phones? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Somebody needs to check his browser history. Oh, man. Uh, I bet you're oh, glad you don't work there God, anymore. That would be weird. <laughs> I bet you it would be some weird stuff on that browser history. <laughs> oh, boy. Interesting. All right. Well, that's an interesting story. I, I, I just thought that was kind of somewhat comedic, somewhat weird, and that would be fun to talk about <laughs> uh, since, since apparently Dale has friends that are like that. Yeah, I try, try to be friends with them. <laughs> just don't shoot me. Yeah, just don't want to get shot. All right, let's get ready to bring our guest on. Carlos, come on in here. We're going to scooch in. You scoot over a little bit more. Okay, we're going to bring everybody in. All right, bring him in a little bit more. All right. There you go. All right, so we've got Carlos Nicasio here. Uh, like I said, probably one of the newest, hottest restaurants everyone's talking about is Del Barrio Cafe in Midvale. Carlos, real quick, I don't know if you planned this, but your building address is 7777 State Street. Nope, I didn't plan it at all. <laughs> now, it just happened. Lucky number seven. I think that's cool. I don't know. I just think that's cool. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You just, it just was random. You just found this building and said, hey, I like it. When did you, feel, when did you realize the number? Because we, we're interested in numbers. Like, we just think, that, again, because we're into the paranormal, we think there's some correlation with numbers sometimes. But 77, 77 sounds really lucky to me. Yeah, honestly, I didn't notice it until my brother-in-law told me. Yeah, he told me, you realize that uh, the, the number on the, in the door? He was like, oh, that's true. <laughs> and, and also, we opened in, a, in a seven of the, let's say, I think it was September 7th. Okay. Yeah, it was just oh, this nice. coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. interesting. Is there a seven in the phone number? Probably. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I haven't checked that out. Um, and side note, you were just telling us how you've been recently running into the number 333. We don't know what that means, but you've been seeing it often. Very and um, you were just you were just kind of, I know it's kind of random, but I just thought, I thought it was very interesting. So I just thought, let's, let's mention it real quick. You were saying how the power went out, you turned it on, you saw 333, you were at a restaurant, you saw these numbers circled in blue. In the menu. And it was just 333 again. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I just think that's interesting. If anyone has any ideas of what 333 might mean, 
I mean, right off the top of my back, I think of it's half of six six six. That's just <laughs> that, that's, that's just kind of what I think off the top of my head. But but if anyone has any ideas, message us. Even though we're Buko Boys three you can still find us on Instagram and Facebook at Buko Boys. Is it Buko Boys podcast or just Buko Boys? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. We're easy to find. Yeah, you put in Buko Boys, we're gonna pop. Up. We're gonna yeah, pop. Up. I'm pretty sure someone might have a good answer for that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what other people think. Uh, but anyway, Carlos, so you opened this restaurant. Uh, you just said September of 2021, right? That's correct. So yeah, just a few months now. You've been in business. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. So we we thought, hey, we got let's do episode 100 with Carlos at Del Barrio Cafe in Midvale, Utah. And I want to thank you for that, guess, for <laughs> of course thinking about us for your 100 episode. Yeah, of right. course. That made me feel special. <laughs> well, you are special, Carlos. You're very special. And so are tacos. And so are tacos. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> what is your history in the restaurant world? Is this your first business, your first restaurant? Talk about it that. Is. Well, um, I have been working in a restaurant for around 17 years since I got wow. here to the States. Different restaurants, all of them Mexican. Wait, with different you're not styles. from the U.S.? <laughs> I, I couldn't tell from that accent. But tell everyone, where are you from? I'm from Mexico. What part of Mexico? Uh, it's called Guanajuato. It's kind of center of Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there like a, a special dish from that area? I know some areas of Mexico have like special dishes. Not really. Okay. No, not really. Okay, that's no problem. So you've been working in restaurants for about 17 years now. 17 years, sometimes. Was that your first job when you moved here to the States? It was okay. right away. The next day I got here, um, I got this old bike from my aunt, from my uncle. Okay, and I decided to ride my bike around just to to look for a job. And I right. up the second day <laughs> in awesome. a restaurant. That's good. That's shows people how easy it is to find jobs here. I mean, there's work everywhere. If you want yeah. to make something of yourself, just try. Your just second try. day in a new place, new country, new language, and you're on a new <laughs> language. You're on a bicycle, mm-hmm. and you found a job. That's okay. right. That's impressive. That's okay. awesome. And what were you doing at this job? I was doing a little bit of everything. Okay. Especially cooking. All right. Cooking. Yeah, and after that job, I found a second job, like in two weeks, and then a third job, and I was working in three different restaurants at the same time. Damn. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. All right, we just talked about how impressive it was that on your second day, you got a job, but in your, your first week, you got three jobs? Three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. All right, that's very impressive. Um, I mean, did you, were you planning to go to restaurants? Was that your was that kind of your goal? Was it was restaurants? No, necessarily. Okay. No, did you I mean did you apply at other places as well? Well, since I started working at a restaurant and I like the environment okay. of working at a restaurant, I decided ah. why not to go to a different restaurant and learn new things. Right. So yeah, actually, did you have any experience before this? Were you, like in Mexico, no. did you work? You didn't work. No. What was your last job in Mexico? Oh, I think it was in a slaughterhouse. <laughs> in a what house? A slaughterhouse. A slaughterhouse. Oh, slaughterhouse. So you're still around food, in a sense. <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> From beginning to end with the food. Yeah. <laughs> Snout to tail. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So do you have like a love for food? Do you have like a love for food? Well, no in the beginning. No in the beginning, but eventually uh, I spend more time with um not just in the restaurant, but with my friends in their houses when they invite me to, okay. to their houses. When I saw the way they cook for their friends and families, yeah. and I noticed that it's not the same kind of food that restaurants serve. Mm-hmm. Yes. is when I start falling in love with the... Yeah, we nice. cook. Well, yeah. Th- that makes sense because, in my opinion, and a lot, it's, a, it's a popular opinion, but not for everyone, that food is a love language. Like, that's why, like, on Valentine's, like... P- 
people love chocolates, right? Because there's something associated with that. Um, or going out to eat. Or like you were just saying, bonding with friends over breaking bread. I mean, there's just a love language behind food. And so that, that totally makes sense why you have just kind of fell in love with it. All right, so that's, that's, it. that's interesting. So you've been working in restaurants for like 17 years. Mm-hmm. Where did the idea come from of, I want to start my own restaurant? Or how long has it been in your mind, maybe? Well, for a long time. Okay. <laughs> for years. All right. Yeah, but... And where, where did that little seed get planted in your head? When did that start to, to just start growing and sprouting in your mind? Well, because uh, working in a restaurant, uh, for me, it has been like a, a school, working in different positions from dishwasher to bartender, all the positions except one. Managing, I never, oh. I have never been a manager. So uh, being a being a restaurant owner is your first spot in being a manager that's over correct. people. Okay, this but is I got offers from different jobs to oh, got it. To, okay, yeah, to take a position as a as a manager. But you didn't want to get stuck there because you yeah, already I had thought, an idea. I right? thought, I thought, if one day I'll be managing people, I want to have the power to decide who I want to work with me and who I don't uh. want to. And being a manager in a restaurant when you don't have that power, uh, to me, doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. I, so I, you have a lot of power, but you're, you have a limited power as a manager. Exactly. That's now, what I mean. Let's, we'll talk about, let's talk about the word power. We're not saying you're going to control people, but, you know, obviously you do have a level. There's a, there's a hierarchy to working in a like restaurant. You know how to build a team. And you want the perfect team. Yeah, exactly. there we go. And you don't want people holding your team back. That's right. So you know where the weak spots are, and you know that that needs to be eliminated, and you know how things will run smoothly. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want coworkers like Dale's experience with quote unquote Rob. <laughs> no, <laughs> we just, kill everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we want people that are aligned with our vision for the future for our purpose. makes perfect sense exactly. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you don't want people that are just coming to work and hate it mm-hmm. and just hate people and just mean you know yeah you don't want that yeah i have a friend in mexico um he has been a business owner all his life and he told me this after i finished with the remote lading of the building when i got all the permits and everything he said this carlos you might think that you got to the hardest part but that's not right. The hardest part is going to be dealing with your employees. And that's true. I'm, I'm experiencing that right now. Right, yeah. because then you start, like, you get, like, on a personal level with them. Mm-hmm. And you understand them and their family needs and stuff like that, too. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah you have to really, to really listen to them. What, uh, you have to be aware of what they want, what they don't want, what they know, what they don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to run a dictatorship here is what you're saying. <laughs> you want to care about your employees. Interesting concept. <laughs> and you want everyone to be yeah. educated on everything. So because honest, honestly, there, we have people working here that I'm pretty sure they can make more money somewhere else with their skills. But they decide to work with us. And that's because the way we treat them. That means a that's lot. That's very important. It means a lot, yeah. Because the money is not everything. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that, that says a lot, too, that you're... You're creating a, an environment uh, where people want to be here. They want to stay here and they want to have a career here. That's, that, that's awesome. Uh, so, so what you're saying is, you know, the idea to start your own restaurant was you were getting offers to be a manager at other restaurants. And you're like, well, I want full control over my team and the environment. So that's when the idea started getting planted in your head about starting your own restaurant? Exactly. Okay. Um, Plus, I knew that I have everything I need to, to run a restaurant. The I understanding. Have a, I support your family, support your wife, 
Uh, and I believe I have a personality that um, is fit for a, for a um, um, restaurant owner. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I don't get angry very easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, but when he does, watch <laughs> out. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't seen you <laughs> get angry. But I will say this. We we actually, have, me and you, Carlos, have been out a couple times because uh, you very, I mean, I, I yeah, maybe like a year or two ago, you told me you started getting the idea of starting your own restaurant, and we would go out to eat, and we, you, you know, you were taking notes and getting ideas from places that we would go eat at, and so, so I already, I, I had kind of known for a couple of years. If you guys don't know me and Carlos, have known each other for, for, for many years, and so I've, I've seen you kind of in the works. So I've seen you kind of start getting the, the idea going, and it's been awesome to see it in now. In reality, to see it in, in real life, it's been kind of fun to see that. So, you know, getting the business started, I'm sure it was easy, right? There's no problems, no everything went smooth from the time you came up with the idea, from the time the doors opened, it was just no problem at all, right? Oh yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk about that. There were some you've had some issues getting this business started. Well, yeah, it was um, kind of difficult. Something. Let's talk about um, the first challenge that I, that I encountered. Uh, and I think it was to convince myself of doing it. Okay. First, you yeah, know, this is first. a scary jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of doubts and fears. Um, but well, as I say before, I also have uh, confidence that I, I could do it. So, and as my daughter told me once, uh, she told me, my, my daughter Carla, she told me uh, that fears is temporary but regrets is forever ah yeah and i like that quote i, I thought that's true fear I don't want is to temporary. temporary regrets are regrets forever are forever wow how old is she uh 13. wow <laughs> <laughs> so so i so yeah, she'll I, be the manager here in no, no time <laughs> right <laughs> well that's interesting so that so that that that's what kind of helped you get over your fear is that what you're saying that's correct oh, wow okay yeah, because awesome. at that time I have a lot of doubts and, and because it's a big investment. Right, because you're taking out a loan, you're quitting your job, you're going full-time into business. For something uh, that who knows is it going to work or right. not. There is no and guarantee. You know, we both have been there, so we know exactly the fear you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but well, that was my first challenge. Uh, it's a mental, mental challenge was your first challenge. Exactly, okay. mental challenge. Then the second one, it was to convince my wife to do it. Ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Something that helped me with this, uh, well, it was a couple of things that happened and that helped me to convince my wife. First, uh, his brother. Uh, one day, uh, my car broke and, and we decided to, to, to go to uh, my brother-in-law business. He owns a mechanic shop. So we went there and we were talking about business, about how good he's doing uh -huh. in his business. And he mentioned, okay, now when is going to be your turn to, to open your own ah, restaurant? He and, asked you that. Uh-huh. He, okay. uh -huh, he, he asked that. And I was joking. I, t I told him, um, well, when I found someone to, to, to give me the money to open it, right? And he was like, okay, how much do you need? <laughs> and I was like, oh, probably like uh, 50 or 60,000 to start. Uh, he was like, okay, I'll give it to you. Oh, wow. And then she say, okay, tell me now what is your excuse to don't start a business. Okay. And luckily for me, my wife was in front of me when mm -hmm. that happened. And I just started here and like I just with my, with my face asking her, okay, you have an answer for that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was her answer? 
she didn't answer. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> she didn't answer, but She's then... Like, um, I need to think about this. <laughs> but after that, we were talking about it, and, and, and well, that helps a little bit to convince her. And then after that, she started taking these um, neuro-linguistic classes. Uh, yeah. Like a program where, I don't know, um, the coaches uh, teach students how to overcome some fears, right. and how to have a better life. So, and I think that also helps a little bit to to make her change her mind about us opening a business. And yeah, we decided to open it, but it was challenging for me to convince her. It took me years, right. years mm-hmm. to convince her. So those were the two first challenges that I, I found. Then after that, getting the money then to, to finance my, my project, um, we went to different refinance companies because I was planning to ref- refinance my house and get the equity to yeah to start business. Uh-huh. But it wasn't that easy. It was, I didn't expect it to be a big deal, but it was a whole process to to get sure. to get the the money from yeah for the to start a business. But well, we find a way to to get the money and we started. And that was just uh, the first challenges that I encountered uh, to open the restaurant. Um, getting the permits, it was also a headache. <laughs> With I, the city and things like that? Yeah, when, when I was thinking about opening the restaurant, I thought, okay, maybe just a permit from the health department, from the fire, the fire department, and that's pretty much it. But no, I didn't know that I had to go through all these different permits. Uh, I was counting them the other day. Uh-huh. They were like a seven different permits for oh, different sure. things. Wow. Things that I didn't, I didn't even know that they exist. Just to mention, to mention one, uh, this permit from the South Valley Water Reclamation Facility. So once we opened, like uh, three months later, I received a letter from this uh, South Valley Water Reclamation, uh, telling me that I had to go to their facility to to an interview. Okay. And they said I have to take a, a, a class. And if I do, and then and the, the letter say that he didn't, if uh, that I have three days to show up to the class. And if I didn't do it, I will receive a penalty or something. Wow. Well, we decided to go there and see what this was about. And they explained to me that, well, the way I see it is that we have a right to, to pollute the water. Okay. We can do that. But we have to pay a fee depending on how polluted the water is. Uh, based on a sample that they take from the okay. grease trap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, I didn't know about, about that. So what they do is that um, they come two times a year. They take a little sample um, from the grease trap outside in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Then they take this sample to the lab and they run a test. And I have to pay for that test, <laughs> like a $250 just for, the, for wow. the test. Twice a year? Twice a year, but it doesn't end there. Uh, after the test depending on how polluted the water is they charge me um, depending on how how polluted but it can run from 250 to 1000 and they charge uh, six different bills during the year and it's something that I didn't even know I mean probably a lot of people don't know about this wow you know I tell tell people when I coach people about running a business I just tell them this it's going to take twice as long as you think it's going to cost twice as much as you think (laughs) 
and there's gonna be twice as much things to do than you think. So just anticipate that when starting a business. Wow, yeah. incredible! What other what other challenges did you run across? Kind of probably the most open? the most difficult was uh, also with the water the South Valley water reclamation. Uh, what happened is that um, we run the place, we start remodeling, we got all the premises that we thought that we need. And we were about to open, like a week ago from opening, I received a call. And it was a officer or, or someone that works for South Valley Water Reclamation, and he told me, uh, I need to talk to the owner of the, of the restaurant, and okay, yeah, this is speaking. And he said, um, I want you to know that you are not allowed to open that place. And oh, I, no. I thought, why? And he said that the grass, uh, the grease trap that is in the parking lot is not updated. They, they are uh, too old okay. to meet the the standards for the for the city. They need mm-hmm. to be changed. And I thought, okay, I'll change it. No, no big deal. I can afford to spend maybe a thousand <laughs> to change sure. it. And he was like, no, 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 it's not like that. It will take at least forty thousand dollars to to change it, and wow. and probably a month to to get all the work done. <clears throat> Whoa. And I was in shock. I was like, how can this happen? I already spent most of my money and, and the furniture and, and the permits and the, even the food. I haven't ordered already a place in Cisco ready to deliver. Right. And I had to cancel. I canceled everything because of this. And when my wife knew, she, uh, she was in tears. Yeah, because th- this was already a restaurant, this building that you, you got. This was already a restaurant. Exactly. There is no so you thought it was almost pretty much ready to exactly. go. <laughs> I didn't see any, yeah, I didn't see it coming. I would have never thought of Grease Trap as a situation when you're going to open a restaurant to look into that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You, you saw like, well, it's, it's there. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Yeah, it's just drain. It's going to go down the drain. <laughs> Who cares? Wow. Yeah, but that was the probably the, the the biggest challenge. Not even the breaking because I didn't mention. But uh, when we start renting the place, we gotta break in something. You, you, what you said is somebody broke in. Someone broke in in the restaurant. And they, what did they do? And they stole all my tools that I was using to remodel the place, some furniture that I have already for new furniture for the for the restaurant. But it wasn't as hard of uh, having the the that call from the from the South Valley Reclamation, this guy that was um, telling wow. us that we will be, we won't be open to, the, I mean, that we won't be able to open the restaurant. Yeah, because it was like a couple, you were just remodeling and then someone just broke in, broke a glass, what they did, and and just stole some stuff, huh? Yeah, that was tough too, but as I say, it, I mean, I get over it in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, interesting. So, a lot of challenges, a lot of mental challenges, then a lot of, Challenges that came with starting a business. So yeah, oh, wow, interesting. Um, so now, so you had your menu. Like, where did like, we were talking about how we would go out? Like, I, wait, we just would go out to eat, and then you would just be like taking notes about where we would go eat at. But where did you come up with your menu? Like, how did the menu come about? Like, do you have like a, a love for burritos and tacos? Like, talk to me about that because well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, tacos is one of my favorite foods. As a Mexican, uh, when you you have any any kind of dish, you you put it in a tortilla and you make a taco. It's the way sure. we eat. I'm pretty sure. Well, tortilla is part of our uh, diet as a Mexican, the tortilla. So when you have a tortilla, mm-hmm. you put the food in the tortilla and you make your own taco. 
Uh, I be, I'm pretty sure that for other cultures, it's going to be rice or bread. For Mexicans, it's tortilla. Yeah, we're like I said, we're half Filipino, so it's definitely rice. Right. <laughs> rice on the plate and then whatever on top. But right. working at Mexican restaurants, you got to eat a lot of different kinds of the same food and try different flavors um, and kind of put it together yourself to make your own like what tastes best for you exactly and, it and believe it or else. no over the year over over the years um you your palate develop uh, some kind of um i don't know how to describe it but you you a become more picky you, you become a connoisseur of tacos uh, right and, yeah. <laughs> yeah it does your your palate definitely you gets uh, experienced, exactly. and it, yeah, it definitely gives it a higher level. And, and and you can know when something tastes good and when it's no, and how it can be improved. And what's yeah. what's missing? Yeah, what's exactly. missing from dishes? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So all right, so your menu just kind of came for you. Want to keep it simple, right? As well, um, which is why it's called Del Barrio Cafe. You know, you want to kind of keep it simple. Yeah, something very uh, casual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're very casual, but with but with with high flavor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I try to pick the most uh, traditional and, and emblematic dishes from Mexico, not just from one region, but from different region of Mexico, like uh, from Yucatan, the Cochinita Pibil, or mm-hmm. Pastor from Mexico City, Baja Tacos, the fish tacos from Baja California, Carne Asada, mm-hmm. the, in the, the way that is made in the north of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. so you try to cover all the regions of Mexico on your menu. I, I try to, oh, I try cool. to, and I'm still working in developing more recipes nice. to cover more. <laughs> and we are more than happy to try them yeah. out for you, to give you our more opinion. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, is, thank if, you guys. Is there anything on the menu that maybe you're most proud of, maybe because it took a lot of work or it took a lot of testing? Is there, is there one, or just because it just tastes really good, is there something that you're the most proud of on your menu? Hmm, interesting. Well, if well, there's not, that's okay. Mm-hmm. No, probably birria, tacos. Birria, I mean, the birria, okay. because it's a whole process to, to, to cook birria. I mean, it takes days to prepare birria. Oh, wow. Because it simmers, right? The, exactly. Slow First, it. we marinate the, the meat, the vinegar and salt for 12 hours. Oh, nice. Oh, then wow. after that, we prepare the salsa to be marinated with, with a uh, kind of chili salsa. It's, mm-hmm. it's more like a mole, but uh-huh. it's not too thick. It's more watery, uh-huh. so we can mm-hmm. marinate the birria. But it has like a more than twenty different ingredients. The salsa Whoa, that we used wow, to marinate it. Wow! And so when we marinated after the the vinegar and the salt, so we marinated for another twelve hours. Oh wow! So that's made twenty-four, 24 hours. Twenty-four hours. Just yeah. And after that, we put it in the oven for about eight to ten hours and very oh, wow. slow cook. Nice. And after that, we put it in a big pot for another three hours. Then we share. I mean, it takes days, like at least two two days. (laughs) Right. And the special ingredient is love, right? It is. (laughs) That's a lot lot of care and love that goes into that, what you just said to me. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. They are delicious here. And like the Al Pastor, like it has pineapple chunks here in the the tacos. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I've had uh, my first experience with Al Pastor. My wife took me to like a, a taco truck. She was saying how good al pastor is, and it was cooked in pineapple. And I'm like, I love pineapple. So I'm like, oh, it sounds great. And I tried it, and this this, this food, this, this uh, yeah, this taco truck, I, just, I didn't taste anything. Like, I just was like, I mean, it's fine. It was a little dry. I, I, so I just kind of was never really interested in al pastor. You know, I've heard great things about it. Until, Carlos, I had yours. 
Oh, oh I can actually taste <laughs> the pineapple. It's sweet. There's just flavor here. And I've had El Pastor from two other places, and I just didn't care for it. I was like, I don't get what the hype is until I had this one. I was like, oh, yes. Yes, please. More, please. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you that it's very different when you cook the pastor in what we call trompo, what is a vertical broiler in form of a cone. I think okay. of it like as a like a gyro from like a Greek place. You have that, oh, the, yeah, the, the well, gyro on that spit exactly. kind of turning around. It's, it's kind of like vertical, that. Yeah. yeah, in fact, the pastor tacos, it comes from, I mean, the history comes from, from Middle East. When uh-huh. people who travel to, from, from Middle East or to, uh, from Asia, I'm sorry, from Asia, they travel to, to Mexico, to Veracruz, and they brought oh. these recipes, and they used to cook uh, lamb in, in these vertical broilers. Mm-hmm. In Mexico, because we, well, in that time, in Mexico, in Mexico, they didn't have too many lambs, but they have pork, they, they modified the recipe, and they used pork instead of lamb. Uh-huh. And how that's how the pastor ah, was born. Okay. But yeah, it is really different when you cook it in a vertical broiler, when it's slowly roasting, right. turning around, turning around, then when you just put it in the in the flat grill, it's, it's very different. Oh, for sure. And also the the marinade, the the sauce that we used to marinate it have to be have to have the perfect balance between saltly and sweet. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the the main point with the pastor have to have a balance between saltly and, and sweet. So when we talked about how, you know, we've, we've really enjoyed the food. A lot of people are talking about your, your restaurant. But really, if someone's listening and they're like, well, what's different? I mean, all Mexican food tastes the same to me wherever I go. What makes Del Barrio Cafe different from other Mexican uh, restaurants around the area? Well, I'd like to answer this, uh, this question with, uh, with something that we see in Mexico. Uh, we say that the best taqueria is the one that claims to have the best tacos. Okay. <laughs> so to start, that makes us different. Okay. If you believe it, you know, you oh, make it true. right, yeah. right. So, but after that statement, I can mention a couple of different shares that we have, I mean, a couple of things that we do different in our competition. Okay. Uh, I can tell you that the homemade tortillas that we do for the tacos, I mean, in other restaurants, they do homemade tortillas, but they do it for soups or for some kind of dishes. And that, what means is that they do the tortilla and they put it in a warmer and that's it. Uh-huh. With us, we do the tortilla and then we cook it again. We cook it twice. Once oh. when we do the tortilla and then again when we serve the taco to give it flavor with oh, the... Nice. I mean, it's a whole process also with the tortillas. <laughs> so that's what we do different. In other places, uh, when they serve tacos, the tortilla comes in, in a package and it doesn't yeah. taste the same right, as yeah. homemade tortilla. Uh, we have unique dishes just to mention a couple of them we have tinga chipotle that nobody else have it I don't think I, I haven't heard any other restaurant having yeah, chipotle, I, I haven't chipotle. either the Mexican zucchini taco the rajas de poblano like a vegetarian options oh so yeah that, yeah that's actually unique you don't see that very often like vegetarian options mm-hmm. yeah yeah I have a menu right here <laughs> And you were talking about what uh, this made me proud. Probably this one right here, the ongos mushroom. Because the way we do it, it's, it's not that complicated, but it's really tasty because we use white wine to cook the, the mushroom. Oh, and it's nice. not something oh. that every taqueria does. I mean, it's just meat or, or 
Sim, yeah, just, just me. They don't have this vegetarian option, especially one like this one, the, the cremini mushrooms, something with white wine, butter, garlic. I, I love those tacos, and people love them too. <laughs> yeah, my wife, that's her favorite, the mushroom tacos. That's her, that's her favorite. Yeah, but uh, there are uh, well, pretty much all the dishes made me proud. <laughs> Birria, yeah. pastor. Well, you you, just, tra- you yeah, said your, your, your tortillas are homemade, but also like your guacamole is homemade. Your, the, the, the salsa that you... The you, chips. The, the chips and do, salsa. Those are all homemade. homemade here in the restaurant. Even the horchata made from scratch. Oh, oh, oh the horchata is made here. Oh, wow. Homemade. Okay. Um, your lemonades. I was going to say, the biggest thing that's different about here... Oh, yeah, the that, that's true, that's true. Another restaurant, you, you know, they, they have jarritos. I mean, we still have jarritos, but we want like people... Like the, the Mexican bottled sodas and Exactly, like that. yeah. yeah. But, but you, like, you actually have, like, a machine that squeezes the lemons, and, and you, you mix, you have different flavors of lemonades. In fact, if you come to the building, you'll see this, like, there's, like, a graffiti art on the side of the buildings that has, has the lemonade and tacos graffiti art on the building. Uh, which is very cool. In fact, you kind of did like a theme like that. So on the outside the building, you have like a graffiti artwork. And on the inside, you also have some graffiti framed art hanging on the wall. Yeah. And, and, and uh, it's a very, very unique look and style to the restaurant. It's very cool. Yeah, I, I, I love actually the, uh, the ginger lemonade uh, and the mojito. Those are some of my favorite lemonades. I tried the apple one the other day. That was amazing. There's apple lemonade, green apple lemonade. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, that big juicer is very helpful for us to keep um, fresh juice every every day. <laughs> yeah, because you had like you had, like travel to go pick up this juicer, right? Yeah, I went to Arizona. I went to Arizona to to keep that machine. Okay. To pick it up. Awesome. Well, Carlos, we don't take too much, too much of your time. I know you're busy. You know, we appreciate you coming on and sharing this, uh, your your story with us, and then you know, to all of our listeners and viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thank you guys so much. Episode 100 in the books, Buko Boys 3.0, starting <laughs> off. We're super excited to, to keep going on the journey with you guys. So, Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for this place. It's amazing here. <laughs> thank all right. you. Hey, guys, thanks again for listening and watching. Find us all over the social media and all the podcast outlets you listen to. Take care. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.